0: Hello and welcome to The Staff Room, the monthly podcast brought to you by the Institute for Education at Bath Spa University. I'm Professor Kate Reynolds, Dean of Bath Spa Institute for Education. This month we're at the University of Lisbon in Portugal talking to Professor Jair Matos and Professor Noisa Pedro about how the university makes strategic use of e-learning and digital platforms as an organisation.
1: The University of Lisbon's Institute of Education is dedicated to deeper understanding and improvement of the quality of education in Portugal. Its research is developed in connection with postgraduate courses, community intervention and supporting the development of public policies. The Institute is one of the most highly rated teacher training organizations in Portugal.
2: My name is uh, João Felipe Matos. I'm professor of education at the University of Lisbon. Um, My background is uh, Well, firstly engineering, then mathematics, and then education. And I work uh, uh, now mainly in the area of uh, technology and education, although I had some work done for 15 years in mathematics education.
1: So, I'm Neuza Pedro. I'm a professor. He's a full professor. I'm an assistant professor in the Institute of Education. My background is on uh, educational psychology. Then my PhD was taken in education. The area of um, specialization was ICT in education. And I'm presently responsible for the e-learning lab of University of Lisbon. I am now responsible, but I have been since it was found in 2010. And also, um, I'm the coordinator of our master's degrees in ICT and education. Actually, it's technology, digital technology and education. And that's it.
0: How did the e-learning strategy emerge at the university?
2: I mentioned that uh, the University of Lisbon is now the result of merging of two universities, the technical and the classical. Uh, and this makes a university for us, I mean, even for Europe, very big one with uh, around 55,000 students and uh, thousands of teachers, I'm not sure how many. Uh, so, um, the e-learning lab uh, was put forward by the rector in 2010. And uh, from the very beginning, there was the idea of um, working uh, with the teachers of the University. So this was really um, the target audience uh, teachers from the University of Lisbon. Uh, And uh, we had some core ideas, some core areas of uh, working, training of course, um, the development of support systems, monitoring what people are doing with technology, and then of course dissemination and communication activities. In fact, uh, the idea came from the concept of e-learning. We understand e-learning not as uh, the same as distance education. Um, E-learning, we include here, yes, distance education, 100% at distance. But because university is a face-to-face university, so it's on campus, um, we um, um, had here the um, idea that um, the teachers should use as relevant as, as it is all kinds of technology when teaching on face to face on campus. Um, so we include uh, um, the use for example of platforms uh, even if the teaching is done face to face here. The workshops we developed for the teachers of university goes around, uh, of course, the use of the multi-platform, the multimedia um, development, uh, e-learning tools, but we have some um, emphasis on e-learning pedagogy. It means that uh, the most important thing for us is that the teachers of the university understand that uh, all these kinds of technology from the smartphones of what Never mind, uh, uh, tools, useful tools, but um, uh, they are useful when the teacher understands it is useful. I mean, it's not for the purpose of using technology. What have been the successes?
1: Okay, so when we start, in eight years ago, so 2010, um, everything was very traditional. How students have access to the course materials how they communicate with teachers it was like they were still in the 90s and even though I can see that we still need to run as fast as we can because the world didn't stop and is still waiting for us to progress the thing is that now I have a different way of um, managing not only the how students access the course material, but how they communicate, how they share things. And this is a very big step, because I think that um, we, we, need, we needed to do it, but n- no one had done that before, this kind of investment in making teachers and students to use a web-based platform for all the courses, all the degrees, all the faculties. Normally, institutions, they do not evolve in the pace that the people that are in the institutions want them to evolve. So systems are very hard to change. So any change takes a lot of time.
0: How do different faculties
2: make use of technology in their teaching practice? In some of the faculties, I would say humanities, law, some of them, um, people are not really immersed in technology, so it's not easy to make them be aware that the technology is a relevant tool when it is, and not more than that, unless when they want really to produce a course which is 100% at distance. In this case, of course, um, these these are, are uh, short courses, I would say forty hours or fifty hours. Uh, we have only one master uh, degree, one master program, which is uh, f- at a full distance uh, education, which is our master course master program. Uh, on the topic is digi- digital technology in education. We have we a have, uh, uh, high number of students. Most of them, I will say, two-thirds of them are from Brazil, so okay. they don't really come to, to Portugal, uh, and the rest are Portuguese. Uh, but it's the only case we have. We have a model, it's a very general model. It's, it, we, we, we don't really uh, want to have a distance education model because University of Lisbon is an a on-campus university. But uh, anyway, we... Um, put forward these principles, of course, resource-based learning, flexibility, autonomy of the teacher and of the students, interaction, collaboration, the relevance of moderation when the course is at distance. We um, put really, we underline really the idea of autonomy. The teachers here at the university should be autonomous in terms of using all kind of technology. We understand that uh, some of them are not. They use the smartphone, even I would say 1% of the possibilities of the smartphone. You know, this is quite common among the population. People buy an expensive smartphone and then use a very small part of the (coughs) possibilities. It's not a problem. Um, We want the teachers to be autonomous and uh, um, work uh, with technology as, as far as they want to go. So not more than they feel they are capable and uh, they feel comfortable to do with the the students. We keep this idea from the very beginning of meeting people face to face. Um, This afternoon we will have a meeting with uh, around 40 teachers from different faculties who are involved in a PhD program on um, education for sustainability, which is starting in September. And we are um, meeting them because they decide, even if it is a face-to-face, on-campus PhD program, they want to use videos and this kind of uh, resources. So they want to produce them, so we are now helping to produce around 20 uh, videos, I would say, short videos, five minutes, six minutes, uh, which is for us. a challenge, because uh, all these um, academic staff—they have no experience of uh, producing videos. They produce, of course, um, PowerPoint presentation you Everyone does, but no more than that. Different medium. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and we support some events, of course, some conferences here. So this is uh, what. Um, we we do and we have an action program for the next years, of course, until twenty twenty. Uh, we have we present as a strategic plan that goes into uh, trying to uh, keep all the things we are doing, but uh, um, trying to devise new training formats um, and supporting online um, the use of online tools. Um, so the idea is to try to. Um, bring the educational offer of some of the faculties to a more up-to-date uh, format, which is very difficult. I, I think it's very difficult everywhere, because uh, people, academic uh, people, tend to. Um, um, I don't mean copy from the last year, but I mean keep some track, some um, stable uh, organization and. Uh, um, in some faculties, it's the case of Institute of Education. The idea is to really change the format of the, some programs. When you change the format, you can change everything in there. Uh, we will see what happens in the next um, in the next years.
0: What have been the biggest challenges in your e-learning strategy at the university?
1: I would say that uh, what we are asking teachers to do professors and researchers to do um it's quite hard considering the 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 amount of time that they have available for any kind of educational innovation so we are asking them to do something to which they do not have time okay that's an issue another issue is we don't have any kind of way of valuing or um, retribute? Is uh, am I saying it in an understandable mean, yeah. way? <laughs> so I'm not able to give anything to the teacher. To the teacher, that would make him see this investment oh, uh, as something. Incentivize. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. There is no uh, k- career progression. There is no awards that I can give it. So it's, there is nothing available for us to provide to to a professor and say, go ahead, invest in this kind of project and you will take something from it besides satisfaction, uh, motivation and so on. So I think this is the the key issue that we need to to change.
0: How do you prepare training teachers to be digitally literate?
2: I am myself and my colleague Neuze, who will be coming. Uh, We are involved in the coordination of this e-learning lab, as well as involved in the coordination of a Master in Teaching in the University of Lisbon. We belong to the Institute of Education, although we work with some other faculties. Um, We prepare teachers for basic and secondary schools in that uh, program, Master, it's called Master in Teaching Mathematics or Master in Teaching Informatics and so on. And we... um, uh, provide some training to the teachers that teach those future teachers. You see, our colleagues. Um, the uh, integration of the digital technologies in the practices here in the university, it's well, uh, in some cases, it's really, uh, you, you can see it, in some cases, people um, are apart from that concern, so they're not really concerned with the. The, the benefit that could come from a really integration of technologies here when our student teachers are being prepared. Um, in some of the courses we, we run, I mean, we, my and myself and Neuza, we um, provide immersion of our student teachers in technology in order for them to understand that uh, most of the s- things we do when we are teaching something, we can use resources, different resources, both uh, the internet itself, but uh, any kind of free applications we can find in order to improve something that we are trying to teach or the activity that we propose to, 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 to students. We use the concept of learning scenario which is not new, but uh, we have been using it it in a a Mm national project uh, called ITEC, was funded by European Community. So, the learning scenario is just a framework that we use in order to um, pass the message to teachers that uh, when you want to um, get your students to some kind of um, um, objective, you should... Uh, plan or design the activities they should do in order to learn something. The idea that, uh, okay, you are very important as a teacher, but uh, the most important thing is that what students will do. And of course, we know the students can just listen to us, or the students can listen to us and do other things. The idea of learning scenario is to put uh, um, a scenario, put forward a scenario when the roles of the students and the role of the teachers and the role of the resources and um, all the structure of the activity is planned and then you just give them to the students and they play within the scenario. This seems very easy to do and it is not because there is the issue of the quality of the learning scenario. We know that... uh, I think this is, as in most activities, when you, you prepare a good scenario you, you, when you are able to uh, imagine what would be the best conditions for something to happen, um, and then it is a success. We are talking about the musical festivals. This is a good example. Um, we had Rock in Rio last week here. Um, so, uh, we have the setting, you have the actors, I mean the people, Um, um, with some role in in, in that, but then you have many things around that that make it a good or not so good scenario for what you want to happen. Apparently, last year it was a success in terms of the scenario. It's a good model um, because the people who designed it, they, they understood what could be the best conditions for a very nice thing to happen. The same we apply here of course, we have some more more restrict objectives for the students, of course, but uh, we try to plan the scenario, not saying, okay, this is what I have to teach, this is um, my slides, so I will talk about the topics uh, according to my slides, and the students should take some notes and ask questions and so on. We try to change really this and uh, play with the idea of the scenario. The result of this is that in some cases we are very happy, things were really well, in some cases we are not so happy, we think the scenario is good, but it's not uh, really good for this particular students we have or this topic we are going to, mm-hmm. to teach. So this is the effort we do in some of the courses when we prepare teachers for secondary schools. What have you
0: learned about student's use of technology for monitoring e-learning platforms?
1: Well, we did a, a study specifically focused on students. The, the level of participation was not as high as we were expecting, but the results were quite good, because mm-hmm. what we asked them to do was to compare the courses that they took that didn't have any kind of use of online platforms the one that the university of lisbon use or any other kind of web based platforms comparing that with the courses that they took that really used technology and we use like a likert scale scale, uh, format and it was possible to see that the level of Student satisfaction with the courses. They, they were quite high and significantly higher in the courses that had used online platforms. Why so? Uh, because they felt more close to the t- uh, teacher, to the professor, and they also um, have access to more content, more cor- course materials, more uh, research articles, more references uh, and also they reported that they were able to communicate with colleagues in a more engaging and um, regular way. So this was the three, I'm, I'm trying to remember, because it, it was developed in 2014. The data was collected in 2014 and fourteen and fifteen, the, the school year. So time passed by <laughs> since then. The results were quite good. Even though it was uh, less than ten percent of the students that are enrolled in any kind of degree in the University of Lisbon, so okay. it's not really a huge number. But but the, the results were good.
2: And what about the teachers teaching the teachers? We use the same model here for the academic staff. Okay, uh, of course that. Uh, Um, the academic staff they are volunteers so so they come if they want there is not compulsory training by the way it should have but there is none the students are there because well they should be there they have to be there they must be so this is i'm not sure if i reply to your question but the the um the integration of the psychology and teaching practices is a little bit taken this way um not of course not not we don't want to create some uh, discontinuity between what the teachers the university are doing with the PowerPoint and so on yeah. and what they could do so we think that we should build on what they do not saying this is rubbish you should do that way so we build on that trying to for example improve the quality of the PowerPoint slides they use you can do it or using other tools like um, um, this one like Prezi or other. We try to create some pressure from the part of the students against the teachers, against in the sense that they are, they are pressing the teachers to use the technology. Um, we are also encouraging the teachers in general education because our model for training new teachers goes, um, but, well, they have some basic preparation on, say, geography or mathematics or physics or arts, uh, and after this um, uh, specific preparation, they have uh, pedagogy in general, so I would say they have didactics, they have education in general, and uh, we encourage also the teachers who teach general courses like curriculum and assessment so he's not specific for geography or mathematics or somewhere, but we encourage them to use it's difficult by the end it's really our situation if we have uh, the students for example in the area of physics with a good um, a good uh, preparation to use technology with the uh, pupils and the same does not go like that in other areas so we ask teachers to come and, and we have several workshops for secondary uh, school teachers uh, in using technology from all the areas or all disciplines but it's just a very small part of them in Portugal we have a network of um, uh, teacher training uh, centers um, in a number of years ago maybe 6-7 years ago these centers were supported by the means of education, uh, now they have just uh, moral support, so they have no financial support. That means that uh, these centres have to ask some money for the courses they provide. Uh, so they are struggling to survive. Um, on the other way, um, the teachers, they are not really looking for some new training, in fact. Um, this is part of general situation, general policy. From in the last ten years, the teachers in, in Portugal uh, saw a situation um, to turn difficult because uh, they were supposed to teach twenty around twenty two hours a week, and then we have some more ten hours, fifteen hours of um, other kind of work, administrative work but the number of hours increase a lot. So they have more and more tasks, more and more paperwork. Okay, so n- now if you ask some teachers that they, they feel they are exhausted by the end of the school year, yeah. uh, there's a lot of paperwork. By the way, they are, not on, they are uh, currently on strike. It, it, it's a not so visible strike because the strike refers only to assessment of students. So it's not so visible. Uh, the classes are, uh, are now finished um so but this is one of the reasons that uh, there are lots of paperwork so they are not looking for new training and then uh, when they had new training 10 years ago uh, there was the idea that if you take this course you have some credit for your development in your career but then um, european community and our government of course they decide there are no no step forward in our career so your salaries stay for 10 years now Mm -hmm. and uh, this is not encouraging teachers to look for no for new training or new credit over them Mm -hmm. so the um, the popularity of being a teacher the the teacher as a very high status um, person as it was i would say 15 years ago it is not anymore what would you change now about your e-learning processes based
0: on your experience?
2: You are asking, how should, I, how would I do it?
1: Yeah, if you have the opportunity of changing things, okay. what would
2: you do? Okay, so I would put some more money yeah. in the pocket of the teacher.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't mean that teachers are like bears that work like <laughs> give you some 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 honey and you you work not yeah. not. No. But I think it's important because it's, it's, a, it's a sign that you mm-hmm. give to people and you solve some problems, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I will Because
1: if they had any kind of money, I, I'm thinking about myself. Mm-hmm. If someone paid yeah. me for the online course, because this would attract more students, so an income would increase for university, I would use that money... Not for, to put it in my pocket, but to pay for an assistant, because this is what I really need. <laughs> Someone to who help me yeah. be more productive, to yeah. do things that I'm not really engaged in doing, yeah. but I have to, so m- maybe it's not money, it's like uh, something that I could use for increase my productivity.
2: Yeah. Okay. That, that, I would say it's the working conditions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not uh, physical, but uh, in terms of resources. Also physical. I would like to. Change also physical. Yes, but uh, and the money. I, I, I agree with you that uh, if I if I had some surplus in terms of money, I will, I will ask, hel- yeah. ask help mm-hmm. someone. But uh, I put in both ways. I remember that w- when I came from a secondary school to university, uh, my salary increased, mm-hmm. and for so me much. it was a sign that uh, okay, so not only I was enjoying the work, but uh, I think this is an investment Mm -hmm. for me. Uh, And then I think I I got uh, inoculated. (laughs) And then, okay, no more, really, no more uh, raising in salary on Mm -hmm. the contrary, it came down, but investment was there. The idea that the institution deserves investment, it was there. I think that um, money is part of the... um, of the solution yeah. is not, uh, uh, and also part of the problem, but it, it's not something that, okay, no money? no, I think it's part of the solution. Mm-hmm. I always keep in mind the idea that uh, uh, this story of the American guy who comes to the UK and says, oh, you have some really, really nice um, um, green." This is wonderful. How do you do it? We can. We are not able to do it in United States. And, and they, they they say oh, this is very easy. You just uh, plant it and then you give them water for 900 years. I this is <laughs> the idea. You have to put some um, money in a continuous mm-hmm. way, and then things happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that any kind of thing that you would make useful for the teacher. I'm not comfortable with the idea of money but yeah. <laughs> something Thank you to Professor Mattos and Professor Noyser and also to Andrea Cairo for helping to arrange the interviews
0: If you've enjoyed this or any of our previous episodes, please subscribe to The Staff Room via iTunes or SoundCloud and follow us on Twitter at BarSpar underscore IFE if you'd like to get in touch, you can email us at ife at See you next time.
3: The Staff Room is brought to you by the Institute for Education at Bath Spa University. It is presented by Dr. Kate Reynolds, produced and made by Sam Taylor. We know a lot about education at the IFE. We've been educating students, teachers, and other education professionals since the 1940s. As educationalists, we work in the classroom and other settings across the world, providing the highest quality teaching and research with over 600 partners, including schools, colleges, early year settings, and anywhere where learning takes place. Over 600 undergraduates study with us each year, alongside over 500 student teachers and an increasing number of postgrad students, all committed to building created connected education communities focused on bringing theory and research to quality education practice. For more info, visit www.batspa.ac.uk forward slash schools forward slash education, or catch us on Twitter at bathspa underscore IFE. And remember, Be creative, educate.